potholes are the most destructive things vehicles hit on a daily basis. This pothole season, get a free alignment check with any tire purchase. At Firestone Complete Auto Care. Contact Derek Lester at the Kenwood Firestone location for great customer service at 513-401-7892. That's 513-401-7892. Welcome to This Week in Princeton Viking Sports here on ESP Media Powered by Sidearm Sports and vikenation.org. And this show, as always, brought to you Morning, by guys. Firestone Complete Care Auto Care in Kenwood. That's Joe Roberts. Talk to him in just a moment. Contact Derek Lester, Firestone Complete Care Auto Care in Kenwood at 513-401-7892 for all your complete auto care needs. Uh, Joe, another rainy Monday morning, but uh, we've still got a lot of exciting events to talk about here today on the winter season finale. No question of that. Spring is certainly right around the corner, but we do have, we've had a great winter, and it continues on. There you go. And as we're uh, about to head into the spring, and the spring premiere of the Weekly D Podcast will be on March 30th, uh, this year, when you look back as you're heading out into spring, when you look back on the fall and winter sports seasons, can you kind of give us kind of an overall state of uh, Princeton athletics right now? You know, I think uh, if people want to say on a scale of one to ten, we're we're somewhere in that eight eight and a half range right now of of where we want to be versus where we need to be uh, from not only a participation standpoint but from a competitive standpoint. Um, our numbers continue to grow, particularly in the sport of wrestling. We had some great numbers this year. Uh, bowling uh, had a wonderful turnout this year. And uh, as far as participation goes, Academic Challenge was a really strong uh, group this season. Chess was really strong. Uh, you know, where we're low right now is in the sport of swimming and diving. Um, we need to really concentrate and try to figure out a way to uh, enhance those numbers. Boys and girls basketball are, are going to consistently always have the participation numbers. That's that's something that is just going to continue to happen. But, you know, from, from a competitive standpoint, without question, we set our schedules up uh, for day in and day out, uh, looking for the best competition that we can put our student-athletes in to give them the best possible opportunity to be successful. And then just continuing to build on that momentum. Um, so I, I put us at about an eight and a half, eight, eight and a half out of ten right now. Not a bad place to be heading into the spring. Let's get into some of your individual winter sports here on the winter season finale. Let's talk with, let's talk first of all about the wrestling and, and trying to build that up. But uh, like a pretty strong showing in sectionals over the weekend overall, and some individual performance as well. Uh, take us through that and kind of what's your what you've experienced in talking with the coaches about the season in general. Just just really have enjoyed seeing what our student athletes and our Viking wrestlers have done this year. Coach Powell and his staff have really laid out a good foundation for where we need to go, and that third-place finish overall at the Middletown sectional uh, really provides some great momentum uh, for our kids, not only from an individual standpoint, but from an overall team perspective. You know, having Antoine Allen and Josue Dawson both win their weight classes, and then, of course, Vincent Munlin Jr., you know, coming in second in the sectional, but just really build that momentum leading into the district. And to be able to move, uh, I believe, eight qualifiers onto the district says so much for where we are taking our wrestling program right now. Um, you know, and Maceo Powell also grabbed a second this past week. But, you know, just really looking at what we're trying to build on, um, Coach Powell feels really good about it. I know his coaches feel good about it. But more importantly, the students feel really good about where they are. A lot of confidence going into this past weekend uh, based off of what they did at the GMC. 
spring-headed right into here, and it's going to spring-head us right into the district. Of course, now it truly does kind of become an individual-type sport, and the fact that we are trying to put kids in position to advance them onto Columbus. So uh, looking forward to this coming weekend with districts for the kids and then the following week in Columbus. As you touched on before with the uh, some of these sports and ter- building up the numbers, getting that experience, uh, would that transition as well? And talking a little bit more about your uh, academic team here and talking to Coach Mulholland, is it a similar kind of deal there, just trying to get more kids in there, get that get that seasoning under their belt, and uh, and try and move forward towards the top of the GMC? Oh, without question. I think the more we can, the more students we can get involved in, in AQT, the better off we're going to be. I am a little bit biased about it right now. My daughter is in the eighth grade. She's actively involved, uh, was actively involved in AQT at our school prior to coming to Princeton. She's really looking forward to getting involved in the high school AQT once it gets up here. Um, So I have a little bit of bias when it comes to that side of it. But um, she has been able to uh, grab a couple of her friends that she has met down here, and I think they've expressed some interest. So just taking that momentum, like I said earlier, and just kind of push them through to the next step, I think it's going to really be good for Coach Mulholland and what he wants to do as far as that comes on an academic competition side. Kind of a similar story, it seems like, with your uh, swim and dive, as you touched on earlier, both the boys and the girls, relying on you know a lot of youth in the pool this year. I think just uh, if, I'm, if I'm looking at it correctly, just uh, two seniors on the boys' side and one on the girls' side. So you have a lot of youth that is now in this program, you know, obviously, you know, you're trying to build this program up on both sides and, uh, and have it be uh, as highly competitive as you can get it. Do you, How invaluable was this experience for, for all of this youth this season and trying to build these programs? Well, I think it's something that you can't put any type of value on. I think experience in the water and time in the pool is where we're going to grow this program, and you're correct. You know, we had a low crop of seniors this year, but that led to a high number of underclassmen. So they may not have seen the direct success as they built their way through the season as far as accomplishments and advancement, but they're going to because they now realize what they are able to reach. And I think uh, if they continue to put time in the water, uh, get involved in their summer swim programs in the off season, and really build on that momentum, I think we're going to really see some things next year out of these sophomore juniors that are going to be advancing forward that uh, that will help propel us moving forward. And I think what we have to do from there, we have a solid group of 7th and 8th graders right now, a really good core. We have to keep them engaged and keep them involved in the sport uh, and make sure they understand how, that, it's yes, it is a lot of work, and yes, you have to put in a lot of time, but you also can enjoy this opportunity and capture that. I think that'll help build this moving forward. So how do you go about doing that then? Is you know, a lot of young kids, 7th and 8th grade, that are showing interest in the pool. How do you go about maintaining that, get, getting their interest, trying to get them into the pool once they reach the high school level? Well, you know, it, it kind of starts it, it kind of starts in the beginning of the summer. You know, they've got a – the majority of the students are going to be engaged in some form of summer swim program through the area – uh, swim teams and swim clubs, whatever, what have you, at the local pools. And that's where it really begins, that they begin to enjoy being a part of the swim team and they enjoy uh, swimming and, and being in the water with other classmates of theirs. Uh, for the student-athletes that don't necessarily have a membership to a pool or are not on a swim team, what our 7th our and 8th grade coaches have to do is engage them early to show them the sport, teach them the fundamental side of things, 
and develop them and prepare them for what is to come in high school. Part of that has to do with the fact that if you can get a couple of them that are friends with one another outside of the water, it kind of helps, for the lack of a better term, recruit them in to be together because they all want to be buddies and stay together as a group. And then they just kind of just seemingly make that transition. Then our coaches, our coaches just have to keep doing the job that they are doing, uh, engaging with the students, engaging with the programs, engaging with our community to show that we do have a, uh, we have a first-class facility. So let's showcase it with our student-athletes. Let's move on to the bowling lanes here. And uh, both good showings for both the boys and the girls in the non-conference. GMC, a little bit of a different story. But looking at both the boys and the girls' side, it seemed like in the GMC that kind of everybody was kind of beating up on everybody. No, Nobody really on either side kind of ran away with it overall. When you're evaluating the end of the season like this and talking to some of the bowlers and talking to the coaches, does that come into play how difficult the, the league was on both the boys and the girls' side? Well, it has to. You know, and it's kind of what I said earlier. You know, our schedules are conducive to get us into tournament play. That's what we prepare ourselves for. That's what we look at night in and night out. And our league in the sport of bowling certainly prepares us for the, for the districts and to try to advance us on to the state championships. And I think our kids, again, it's about numbers. It's about gaining momentum and interest in the sport, not having a bowling alley in your own area. But the fact is Gilmore Lanes is so accommodating and so supportive of high school bowling, not just for Princeton, but for all the area high school bowling programs that that use that lane uh, that – we have to continue to draw people's interest there and continue to, to provide opportunities for them. And, you know, when you take a, a bowler like Cody Carlson, who may not have had the best district finish that some people would have wanted, he advanced his, his way through, he laid the groundwork and showed that it can happen and that if you continue to do the right things and you continue to put the time in, if you love the sport, then you're going to be successful. Let's move on to a different kind of lane to Hardwood here. Let's move on to basketball. Let's start with the boys. Uh, a tough way for the season to end in the, the district semifinals. Got to go to overtime against Lakota West, but come up short there. Kind of take us through that game and uh, what was end up being the difference in overtime. And then uh, let's kind of talk about the season overall because it doesn't take away from a really strong season. I mean, 10 wins at the GMC is no joke. No, it, well, first and foremost, so much for me being an odds picker. Yeah, <laughs> I went the wrong. Uh, my predictions probably hurt us more than anything. But, you know, uh, tremendous, outstanding season for the student-athletes and for the kids. Uh, our Viking basketball team, you know, tough, brutal competition uh, through the conference. Our non-league schedule obviously uh, wasn't easy either. Um, just came up a little short there on uh, Friday night. Had had a few opportunities and missed them at the end. And, you know, uh, it's kind of something that goes on from the beginning. You have to control the basketball. You have to con- reduce the number of turnovers that you have. And, and, you know, a lot of it is, and I, I haven't looked at the stats yet, but you gotta, you got you to gotta score baskets from the free throw line. You know, when you have an opportunity to get to the line, you got to make your shots there. And, you know, hats off to, to our senior student-athletes, our senior basketball players, and everything they've done for us the last four years. They have represented Vike Nation in the manner that we uh, ask them to and expect of them. And, uh, you know, I think the future does look bright for us with our younger, with our underclassmen, and it's just something that we have to continue to build on. 
And a kind of a similar story as we move over to the girls' side of things. Obviously, uh, they don't go they don't go as far as I'm sure they would have liked. They fall to Walnut Hills, 74 to uh, 59 in the sectional there. But it doesn't take away from a really nice season. I mean, 19 and five. That's a pretty darn good season. And also, you've got a strong nucleus coming back as the sting of the the, the end of the season goes away. You know, where are you and the coaching staff with the future of this program? I have to imagine you feel pretty good about it. Oh, well, we absolutely do feel good about it. You know, I mean, yeah, second place uh, overall finish in, in the DMC, 19-5 and five overall record. You know, uh, Kyla Oldacres grabs Defensive Player of the Year from, from the conference. You know, we had uh, several, several make-all-conference in the list. And, and, you know, again, the future is kind of bright when you look at, look at our starting lineup and we have sophomores and freshmen filling in the mix and adding some juniors in there. I think, you know, we had a wonderful group of seniors and uh, have talked to what they've done, just like in the boys' program uh, the last four years, and uh, they should be commended for that, particularly Ashley Davis uh, and how she kind of helps uh, support the team all the way through, you know. But here, here we go. The future is bright. We just got to reset the season and, uh, you know, just want to thank all of our seniors and, and what they've done for us this winter. Yeah, no doubt for sure. And uh, you talk about Kyla Oldacre and, and the season she had, you know, just a sophomore, boy, a, a big future in front of her, I have to imagine. Going forward the next two years, is this her team? Well, I mean, obviously you think that it all starts in the middle. And, when you know, you're fifth in the conference in rebound average with about 8.9 per game. And you're leading in the league with blocks. You know, it's it's a, it's an inside out game, but it's so strong guard oriented. I think between her and Foley, uh, that they can really play a really nice high low game moving forward and, and really help propel our team and, and carry it out. But it will the center point will have to start in the middle and 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 work our way around that. And in talking with Coach Phillips, uh, I have to imagine kind of a similar story we were talking about with the academic team and the swim teams. This youth that you have not only this year but is coming back. You know, off of a nineteen and five season, they have to feel pretty good that they've gotten this experience under their belts now going forward, and they'll be even more uh, ready for the grind next year. Oh, I believe so. You know, and, and Coach Phillips and I believe in the same thing. You know, we're going to this schedule next year is going to be just as difficult as it was this year, and we're not we're not going to hide or, or or you know shy away from from competition. We're going to go play teams that are going to get us ready to get us through the district tournament. I mean, we have goals in mind. We know what the conference is going to give us night in and night out, so we have to just continue to add to that. And as we're winding down here on the winter season finale, as we're moving into the spring now, for you as an administrator, take us through kind of some of the challenges that you have transitioning from one season to the next. Is it just, you know, the next day the beat goes on? Is there transitional stuff behind the scenes? Kind of take us through that. Well, you know, the hardest part about right now is the fact that everything does cross over. I mean, the beat does go on. However, we do have to be mindful that, uh, you know, we have some unfinished business to still do. We're in the process now of ending our, our end-of-the-season evaluations of our coaches. Uh, you know, our head coaches have to evaluate their assistants and their staff and do an overall look of what their program gonna, is going to look like moving forward. Uh, they've got uniform collections and inventory and, end-of-the-season awards programs that they need to get ready for. But here we are. Spring's already started. Uh, tomorrow night's our preseason parent meeting for the spring. Um, 
everything officially gets going today in the spring if if they haven't already. You know, I know baseball, softball they have begun. Track is trying to wind down an indoor season and prepare for an outdoor season, and I believe they're going to really focus on the outdoor kids some today. Boys volleyball is getting going. Lacrosse is getting going, and we have all this weather to deal with. So we're trying to wrap up with the with the winter season and take care of what we need to take care of here uh, from that, but then we have to look forward and get ready for the spring. And as we said, the spring premiere of the Week Lady Podcast will be on March 30th, so mark that down, folks, for those that tune in each and every week. As we uh, wind down here today, can you kind of give us a little bit of a, a sneak preview of what we'll be discussing come springtime? You know, I think, well, you know, certainly we'll start about what we've highlighted and kicking off uh, how our teams have done. The 28th of March, I believe, is opening day for baseball and softball. Uh, that, that 30th will be leading right into our track and field invite. And, uh, you know, looking forward to some great opportunities. We have new coaches leading our baseball and softball programs this year. Uh, I, I know that Coach Smith and Coach Braddock have high expectations of what's going on with track and field. Uh, coach Mulholland, our boys tennis coach, has got his numbers have increased. We're going to have JV boys tennis this year, so we're looking for great things there. Coach Duckworth with what she's going to do with our boys volleyball program. Uh, she'll see some great things. And then, you know, they are not varsity sports, but we are offering girls and boys lacrosse this year. We're in the second season of girls lacrosse. This will be the first season of boys lacrosse. There's a lot of interest and a lot of momentum going there, so we're looking forward to seeing what that can take us to as we move down the road. But all in all, it's going to be a fantastic spring. Can't wait to talk about it come March 30th, Joe. We certainly appreciate your time, not only today, but not only throughout this entire winter season and talking about Princeton Vikings athletics. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Absolutely. That is Princeton Athletic Director Joe Roberts joining us for the winter season finale of the Weekly AD Podcast. We'll be back on March 30th for the spring premiere of the Weekly AD Podcast here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.